Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Life comes with hardships. For some people, being single is difficult, while for others, staying married is stressful. Having kids is tough, but yet for some people, so is not having children to share their life with. Being overworked can cause stress, but so is being unemployed. Joining us today is Susie Moore, life coach and best-selling author of Let It Be Easy. She believes while we can't always control what happens to us, we can choose how we react. Our thoughts create our emotions, which create our actions, and that in turn creates the life we live. If you're dealing with stress or hardships, don't go anywhere. Susie's in the house to show us how we can allow more ease into life's most challenging situations. And it all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is a former Silicon Valley sales director turned life coach and advice columnist. Her work has been featured on the Today Show, Oprah, Business Insider, CNN, Forbes, and Time Magazine. She's the resident life coach columnist for Greatest. Her work and insights have been shared by celebrities and thought leaders, including Ariana Huffington, Paulo Coelho, Chris Jenner, and Sarah Blakely. Her first book, What if It Does Work Out, was named by Entrepreneur as a must-read. Her second bestseller, Stop Checking Your Likes, helped people shake off the need for approval. Her latest book is called Let It Be Easy, Simple Ways to Stop Stressing and Start Living. Welcome to the show, Susie Moore. Dr. David, I'm thrilled to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, so glad you can join us. I love your new book. You know, it really lines up with how I look at life challenges and stressors. Share with us first with the listeners, what inspired you to write Let It Be Easy? Well, I joke that ease needs a good publicist because no one is out there representing it. <laughs> um, as you mentioned in my intro, you know, we're so conditioned to believe that everything is meant to be hard. Work, relationships, our health, and I mean, really everything. We can argue for the case of hardship in any life area. And yes, life comes with challenges. That's what life's about. We're all here together in earth school. But we don't have to make it harder by just assuming that our stress is necessary and believing our thoughts when they come to us, if they create tension in our body, there can be another way. Right. And I know in your book, you share how a big part of letting it be easy is realizing we can't control what happens to us, but we control how we respond. Give us a few examples. What does that mean? Oh, my gosh. This is one of my favorite things to talk about, because really, the way that we respond to whatever happens externally creates our entire life experience. And the way that traditional psychology works and the way that you know, we're pretty much conditioned to behave is there's something that happens outside of us, right? something external, a circumstance or a stimuli somewhere, whatever that may be, maybe someone giving us a, a, you know, a, a strange look or somebody rejecting us or something not working out the way that we want it to. And we, whether we realize it or not, we get to have a say in how we interpret that event. We're the ones who assign meaning to it. And I refuse to go around in my lifetime assuming that it's because I'm down on my luck, that people don't like me, that life is just meant to be this series of, you know, overcoming stress after stress. So 
if something happens and I'm not happy with it or I feel hurt or I feel uh, you know, some negative charge in my body, uh, the first thing I do now is I question whether or not I'm assigning a correct meaning to something. So, for example, uh, I was recently rejected for something that I put myself forward for and old me would have thought, oh, no, did I do something wrong? Do they not think I'm good enough? But now I just think, okay, maybe it's not the right timing or maybe not the best fit for me. Cool. What else is there? This is how we must train our mind to be on our side. And when we do this, creative opportunities flow to us. We open up, we open ourselves up to possibility when we see the world in a clearer way. Yeah, great advice. But, you know, when it comes to stress, I've learned it's really relative. You know, a 10 level stress for one person is a two for someone else. And, you know, I always live, I live, I live by the mantra, if I can't change it, don't stress about it. But, you know, I, I saw this, this guy on the way to work yesterday, there's a traffic jam and this guy in front of me was slamming his steering wheel with his fist, screaming at the top of his lungs, honking his horn. And none of these mm -hmm. antics made the traffic move any quicker. My question <laughs> to you is, is, yeah, but, but aren't people that react that that way don't they age less gracefully or let's be honest have a heart attack or stroke one day yeah. <laughs> exactly oh my gosh dr david you're the expert in that area i know that when we question our stress and we don't just accept it as necessary i i believe that so much stress is imaginary right we believe that things are wrong this shouldn't be happening we resist the moment we resist so many things that just happen outside of us and what if we didn't resist what if we allowed there to be a traffic jam? I mean, like you said, it doesn't make your car go any faster. It doesn't change the situation. What if we let someone be wrong about us? I coach a lot of women on this because women, you know, we love to please, we love to be accepted, we want to fit in. And if someone doesn't like us or there's a queen bee out there who has an opinion and we're not included, you know, to a book club or whatever it may be, we can assign so much meaning about what that, you know, what that represents about us as a person. And I just say, hmm, is that true? Let's look at it. And I can tell you as, you, as you've just said, that those of us who question our stress, don't just take it at face value, don't jump to negative conclusions. Our nervous system is more calm. We sleep better. We're, and we're frankly more enjoyable to be around. Interesting as this person screaming yelling like that, I said, you know, hey, wow, traffic jam. I'm going to use this time to call a few friends, <laughs> return some phone calls. Yes, listen to an audiobook, listen to a podcast, count your yeah. blessings, anything but be angry, anything. And you know what's interesting? When we observe an angry person or someone who is really irritated about you know, by something, often it's really fun for us if we're not in that emotional state to observe it. Because when we're in it, we often can't see it. We just shut, the you know, stress shuts down our brain. We just, we only can deal with the tension in our body. But if we just observe someone else who's kind of reacting badly and maybe overreacting, when we pay attention, we go, oh, that's what I look like too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you see from a bird's eye view. That's so true. You know, it always seems like when it comes to stress, a lot of people stress about not getting everything done. And I love in your book how you say instead of calling it a to-do list, it's our get-to-do list. How can people stress less with everything on their plate? Oh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about because you know, we all have a to-do list, so to speak, right? Whether we have it written down in our phone or just in our mind, right? There are things that we need to get, you know, we need, we need to do each day, right? So maybe it's drop off the kids, cook, get to work, finish a report, call the air conditioning guy, whatever it may be. Whenever I ask somebody what on their to-do list is stressing them out, because, you know, often we feel stressed around what we have to push through, um, I will go through each item on their to-do list with them 
And I will say, okay, how can we reframe this? Add the word get to do, just three little letters in front of the to-do list. And let's just understand this from a truthful reframe. We're not dressing things up here. This isn't like, oh, positive lies. It is real, right? So uh, if you are going, if you have to, if on the to-do list is, oh, I've got to go to the doctor, right? Well, that means that you're a human being with access to healthcare. If you have to the school drop off, I know a lot of parents hate this, um, that means you have children who are healthy enough to go to school and you have access to education. If you have to cook dinner for your spouse, hey, you got a, a spouse to cook for, how awesome, and you have access to fresh food of your choice, probably, but you get to make it home where you have an oven, where you have electricity. This is not true for everybody in the world. So when we understand the blessings on our list, truly, like take a step back. What do you get to do today? It's, it's really, it just really highlights how privileged we are, like how blessed, how many good things are already in our life. And when we approach life from that perspective, it's really interesting how it becomes a whole lot easier. Yeah. And, you know, some people live by the glass half full or is the glass half empty mentality. I'm just happy I have a glass. A lot of people don't have a glass to drink out of. <laughs> You know, that makes exactly. me happy. Or, or, fresh, <laughs> drinking water, or yes. fresh drinking water to drink. Like, if we're being realistic, this is true. So I, I refuse to go through life not looking at all the blessings in it. And I want to enjoy it, experience it all, even the hard parts. And even the hard parts that I have to push through or experience, that's also part of my growth. And I don't have to resent it. Yeah, so true. You know, I personally believe a major reason people worry so much is that they don't put their turbulent past in the rearview mirror where it belongs and, 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 they, and they should focus in the road in front of them. What advice can you offer to people to help put masking tape over their rearview mirror? Mm, yes. Well, the past uh, teaches us a lot. Right? The way I always think about it is I, if I want to love the woman that I am, the human being that I am, and this is what any great life coach will help you do, right? Accept yourself, appreciate yourself. Um, I have to appreciate every part of my story that brought me here. And it may not have been perfect. There may be some trauma, some difficulty, a lot of pain, but today is all I have, right? Today is all I have. And if you even really think about it, we talk about the past a lot, but the past is also an interpretation of events. And I mean, like, Dr. David, where is it? Where is the past if we tried to capture it, right? So I also tell a better story about my past. I mean, when I think about the life that I've had, uh, you know, living in shelters, uh, growing up on welfare, instead of telling a sad story about that, I think it was an incredible training ground for me to become self-reliant and create big dreams and learn to really, you know, become confident and courageous because it had to be me that got my way out of that. So when I think about my background now, I feel very grateful for what I was given and I actually wouldn't change a single thing about it. So, uh, hey, we can't change the past anyway. So how can we make peace? What is it that we can do? What lens can we apply to it to make it really serve us in the present? Yeah, or we say, you know, there's a pothole up on the road. I remember in the past I ran into that and blew my tires. Today I'm going to go around it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I'm also, not letting that you know, happen remember, again. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's right. I can't tell you how much that that gave me to really understand, you know, what's required in a in a partnership. And I just celebrated twelve years of marriage uh, this past weekend. So congrats! But that experience, you can be thank you. Um, But even having that experience, which was painful, yes, you know, it was it it wasn't something that I wanted, of course. Um, But I can truly look back and say it was necessary. It was necessary for my growth and it was necessary to create what it is I have now. Yeah. You know what I've noticed the last, especially during this pandemic, is people don't give themselves the permission to laugh anymore or have fun. And I love in your book, you say fun is always an option, even when things go wrong. (laughs) How can people grasp this life of funness that we've seemed to have lost in laughter? Mm, observe a kid for 10 seconds. <laughs> this is what I love to do. Say you're at the airport and there's an airport delay. Do you see the kids complaining? They don't GAF. <laughs> They're like, wait, where's my toy plane? Wait, 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 look out the window. I mean, our nature isn't to be uh, always you know, responding to things with worry, with stress, with, you know, with tension. And whenever I think about, you know, how, how fun is always an option. I mean, especially today, Dr. David, you think about it, if you have a phone on you, uh, there are a million things that you can do. You have access to a million different worlds, a million different tools. So when you think about, you know, oh, like there's a problem that someone canceled, this happened, that happened, it's a, you know, it's a bad thing. Well, what's a different way? What's another way we can be approaching it? You see it all the time, you know, even if there's a long supermarket line, people who are like grumpy and waiting and huffing and checking their watch and others who are reading the magazines for free, you know, yeah, <laughs> or, or yeah. those who are like calling their friends. That's funny saying, yeah, I get to, I get to read the magazine for free. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, okay. What's my part here? What is it that I can do? And uh, if there are any, if anyone ever complains, they don't have time to learn a language, they don't have time to play Sudoku, they don't have time to reply to emails. Hey, any chance that you, you're in line or you have to wait? Ha! Huh, enjoy and have fun. Such such a good point. I'm curious when it comes to you personally, what area did you find the most difficult to let things be easy, and how did you change it? Mm, mm, yes, I found that, especially when I started my business, I would have a bit of a low level anxiety that I should always be working. Because, you know, there really is no limit on what you can do. You can always create more videos. You can always create more content. You can always, you know, take on more clients. You can work 24 hours a day if you let yourself. I mean, no one will prevent you from that. So in in the beginning years of my business, I remember thinking that I had this low level, always on kind of alertness. Uh, but it just wasn't working well for me. I didn't feel good. So I really had to understand the importance of rest, understand the importance of taking a break so that I could become more creative, so that I would be even better at my work. I'd be a better role model for others. But that took some time. That took a real shift. It took a few months, maybe a couple of years truly to get there, where now I have no guilt when I have a vacation, no guilt when I sleep in, no guilt when I take the afternoon or days off from the week, because I know what my body needs. I know what my brain needs. And uh, part, of letting it, part of letting it be easy is just accepting that as human beings, we, we need to take breaks. 
Yeah, you and I share the same challenge. I'm an A-type overdriver, and same thing. I always want to be busy, busy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I realized that even the the best winning race car still has to go into the, you know, the the shutdown. They have to turn down the engines, have to shut it off, and then it functions better. So you can't be always on the move. You have to go, you know, the pit stop. That's the way I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And then they shut it down, and then it it starts back up. So I had to learn, you know, shut off my engine. (laughs) Don't have to be in the Autobahn all the time. That's right. And nothing in nature is working all the time, right? Nothing. I mean, there's a, there's a winter, you know, every seed, you know, every uh, fruit, vegetable, but there's a winter, there's a time for harvest, there's a summer, but it, it can't always be summer. So I think that, you know, and we forget as human beings, we are nature, right? We are animals. We are, we are human. And so for it to be summer all the time, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's a lie. It's something that we're creating that just isn't real. And so, you know, naturally observing the cycles of the moon, the cycle of the seasons, the cycle of the trees. I just think it helps us get back into sync with the truth of who we are, too. So true. Now, when people read your book and they begin to let things be easy, what transformations might they experience? Oh, well, well, well. (laughs) Uh, well, It's surprising. Some of the feedback that I've had already is that when you're easy, people are extremely attracted to you. They want to know your secrets. Like, why are you easygoing about something that's making somebody else crazy? When you're, e- when you're easier about things, you're more, more open-minded. And when we, you have an open mind, you have a bigger life. You allow different thoughts, different opportunities, different plans to, to come through you, to come from you. And when you're not throwing up a stress block to every potential situation that could create stress, you see another way. And life isn't just one path. It's not just this happened, so that, or this happened and that's good and that's bad. There are many ways of interpreting the world and interpreting our role in it. And when we let things be easy, your life gets bigger. You enjoy yourself more. People have even said they've made more money. (laughs) And I think that uh, your relationships improve because do you want to be with someone who has more of a let it be easy vibe or someone who's, how can I make every single possible situation the most stressful as possible around you? Yeah, it's so true. You know, you know me. Uh, sometimes I'll see 80, 85 patients a day, and and I'll walk in, and there'll be anxiety, nervous, shaking, irritated, dramatic people. And and when I leave that room, I feel that way. I really absorb that. So you, you mm-hmm. like energy attracts like energy. So when I'm around easygoing people, I walk out mellow. It's you're so right. You really do. It creates a vacuum. Yeah. So it's so true. It's generous. It's generous to be easy. Yeah, and like I said, it makes you more. Um, thoughtful, makes you more uh, cautious, mm-hmm. makes you more, less impulsive and angry. And, you know, so I, I agree with you on that. And again, I think it's just something, is there like a step people could do? Is there something, do you meditate? Do you do affirmations? Do you breathe? What's yep. the one thing that you recommend that works the most? It can be even simpler than that, because I'm not even personally a meditator, which surprises people. But there are three questions I love to ask that I that are always my go-to when I feel stress in my body. And they are as follows. The first is, how serious is this really? So already we invite perspective into a stressful situation, which creates space between us and the perceived problem. Secondly, I love to ask, what's essential here? Because sometimes we think everything has to happen and it has to be perfect. and It has to be now. And sometimes it's just as simple as, you know what? I'm home late from the office. I don't have any food in the fridge. I'm going to have cereal for dinner. Call the authorities. <laughs> what a crime it is. Me and my kids have cereal for dinner. You know what I mean? Like, what's essential here? Like, how can we just give ourselves some grace? 
And then finally, it's such, you know, good questions, get good answers. And I, I love to ask myself, how can I let this be easy? And that prompt is very helpful for the brain because when you ask yourself a good question, your brain has to come up with answers. And when I think, how serious is this? What's essential here? How can I let it be easy? Uh, I get good ideas and then I trust those. Fantastic. That's great advice. In the two minutes we have left, anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners that we didn't cover today? Uh, I would like to say this. Um, Whatever stress you're experiencing right now, uh, we don't want to discount that life has its hardships. It has its challenges. Uh, We can feel a lot of limitations, restrictions, judgments from others. That's okay. Uh, And the good and bad news is, is that that will never change, right? The experiences that we have, the the bad things, quote unquote, that happen. Look, this is our school, right? I always refer to it as our school. We're here to learn. Um, but we have such power within us. We have such agency. And sometimes we forget. Sometimes we kind of abdicate that power to others or we assume that others are more powerful than us. But yes, the world we see through our eyes is external, but the way we interpret and experience everything is internal. And the only people who get to control that you know, what's up? So I just think, I remind myself how powerful I am, how, the, how I experience, the way I experience the world is up to me. And it's incredible how much energy and confidence that gives me. Well said. Thanks so much for joining us today mm-hmm. and, and letting this interview be easy, <laughs> which it was. It, li- it lived up to its <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had so much fun chatting with you. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. It was me. so great. To get your copy of Let It Be Easy, go to susie-more.com. And while there, be sure and check out the free workshop she has available, helpful articles and videos. And you can follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Susie. Susie Moore for my daily Facebook and Twitter posts. I'm at Dr. David Friedman on Instagram. It's Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast available to yougethealthradio.com or radiomd.com and peruse our podcast library. Share segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important to keep to yourself. As I always say, sharing is caring. You can subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio radio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned, stay well, and stay easy.